Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. All right, y'all. So today we are talking about abundant business plan made simple. And so um, we're going to talk about three core areas in my abundant business plan made simple. It is actually a workbook that I provide more details about in the description box. But today we're going to talk about how you can establish the demographics of your business and why that is important. Also, we're going to talk about forecasting for your company in terms of intention goal setting. And thirdly, we're going to talk about who do you serve? So first and foremost, one of the biggest reasons why a business plan is needed is because you want to know where you want your business to go, how you want it to grow and expand over time. Think about it like you're driving. If you don't know where you're going, typically you would go into a map, right? And you would plug in the address or the name of the destination, and then it would give you different routes. And so just like a business, you want to give it a route so that you're motivated and you get up and you get to work. And so first let's talk about demographics. Okay. So I'm going to give you some questions really to think about by all means, pause this video and write down the questions. And again, if you want the entire workbook, see how you can get that in the description box. So let's first talk about demographics. And so demographics is who is your business? Like, for example, one question to think about is what is the name um, of your company or your business? And so I have two different businesses. I have a service-based business under the mental health realm, and then I also have a digital product business. And so they too have different names. My mental health business is Dr. TK. And then my digital product also embedded in my coaching business is called Branding for Abundance. However, my brand name is Dr. TK. 
And most people who log into like my online course shells, they may, may not even know that it's a different name unless they look all the way at the bottom and at the footer. Now, the reason why the name is really important, whether it's your name and or a general name, is that it's typically tied to your number two entity type. So what is your entity type? Are you a sole proprietor? Um, are you just doing business as, for example, when I first opened up my therapy private practice, I was doing business as actually my name. <laughs> and then I changed it to doing business as Dr. TK. So like on a W-9 form through the IRS, I would put my first and last name, doing business as, and then you put that name and then there's a list of things that you have to do in order to publish that. Now, if you're unfamiliar of what type of entity structure you should get, I would highly recommend that you consult either with a entity structure professional and or you talk to your tax person and see if they cannot give you any guidance. Can they link you with someone that they already work with? Okay, but you do want to know your entity type because that's tied into your number three item under demographic, your EIN or tax ID number. That's basically like your business social security number. And so when you go on the IRS website and you apply for a tax ID, they're going to ask you, what type of entity structure are you and what is your business name? So you can see why I even have given you these items in the particular order, but it also does not mean that you should pause on these ideas for your business simply because you can't come up with a dope business name. Okay. Bottom line is get out there, start telling people at least about what you do and maybe the business name and all the things, including money will come to you. Okay. Um, another thing you want to consider under demographics is who is the list of owners. And so if you are starting your business by yourself, odds are you're going to be the only owner, meaning you're going to be 100% in charge. Now, when you go apply for things like business checking accounts and other registration things that also may require you to pay, it's going to ask you who are all the owners or co-owners. So if you are going in a joint venture and you want that person to be a co-owner of the business, again, speak to an entity structure, you know, attorney and things like that. But you do want to list those people if they are co-owners and what percentage of ownership do they have? Now, clearly this is a big deal because at one point, if you ever want to shut down the business or sell the business, that means similar like a marriage, you actually have to uh, come together and make the decision together. There is no, I'm gonna make the decision by myself because I do all the work. Even if you do all the work off paper, on paper, you are co-owners with someone else. So that's something you actually want to consider before you go into business with like friends and things like that. And I might do like a whole video about what does it look like or what can it look like when you do videos with friends? Let me know in the comment box if that's something that you want to talk about or maybe even you've experienced something that is not so pleasant with a family member or close or good friend or you know co-worker from your job or something like that. And you're just trying to figure out maybe even how to maneuver through some mess, right? And so that wraps up the demographic section. Um, recap, company name, entity type, getting your EIN number and list of owners. Okay. Now let's go into the number two area, which is company forecasting in your business plan. So when you think about forecasting, you want to think about like, where do I see myself in the next 
six months, one year, maybe even five years. And this is your opportunity to dream really, really big. So, you know, a lot of people have different streams of income and I'm just going to sneak this coaching nugget in here. If you have different streams of income, are they all under one business? And then maybe they just show up differently in the marketplace. Or do you literally have seven different businesses? Now, this is my personal opinion. I don't think people should have like seven different businesses, but maybe you have one business structure that has different types of products. It's called a product suite, right? So for example, in my mental health services, I have workshops in the community. I collaborate with nonprofits to help them build out programs. And then I also may offer therapy services, right? A consultation, you know, clinical intakes for their clientele. There's different things that I do to serve that entity and serve their customers or clients. But then on the digital product side, I may have a you know, freebie library online. I may have digital courses, coaching programs, live events, just a whole lot of things that target different groups of people. But at the end of the day, all of those funds, that revenue go into one bank account that's linked to one EIM. That way, when I file my taxes, y'all, I ain't sitting here filing taxes, which I have to pay for different entity Um, or different businesses. So you really want to be careful about that and talk to people about how to strategically plan different streams of income so that it makes sense for your taxes. I just kind of like went deep on there, but I just wanted to give that information. Okay. So when you're thinking about company forecasting, first and foremost, you know, because some of us are in business because of course we love what we do, but of course we want to make money. So what do you want your gross revenue to be in the next 12 months? Gross. It does not include overhead expenses, investments. Um, if you do like videos, equipment, if you have to, or if you choose to invest in like coaching, I'm not talking about investing or like money being taken out of your bank account by your choice. I'm talking about how much money on your taxes at the end of the year did it say you actually made gross, you know, without expenses deducted? Because that's what's going to get you fired up in terms of, okay, What is this map that I'm working toward, right? Um, Something else you want to consider with forecasting is how will you accomplish your, your revenue goal in the next 12 months? So I usually say like reverse engineer, okay? So if I have a goal of, you know, at one point I wanted to get like 1,000 YouTube subscribers or 10,000 podcast downloads, or I wanted to hit my first six figures. I wanted to hit my first seven figures in a particular, you know, time frame per se. It depended on the goal. I would then rework it backward. And so I would say, okay, if I want to earn $100,000 in 12 months, okay, that is my goal. And you don't have to have the how totally figured out. But if that's my goal in 12 months, okay, let me think about this strategically and quarterly, every 90 days, every 12 weeks, however you want to think about it. So I think in quarters, so January, February, March. So if this is at the end of the year, and I know that I have a goal for the end of next year, then I'm going to say, okay, what product or service or services do I need to hyper-focus on in these next 90 days so that I can be 25% closer to my end of the year goal. Now, granted, every quarter may have different products or services that you're offering or launching. You may have different revenue generating activities or goals or how much flows through your bank account. And so not everything will be fully mapped out. But at the end of the day, at least you have some type of map so that you can be motivated and you can know exactly what you're supposed to do. And then also more importantly, which a lot of people don't talk about is how are you supposed to show up 
to do that thing. We're talking about like energy. Okay. So other things that you want to consider, or one more thing you want to consider with forecasting is what is your big vision in the next five years? This is where I would say you really want to have fun and you should be doing this even with the 12 month goal and 90 day goal. So for me, I highly value self-care. I highly value family time. I love to travel. I love luxury goods, you know, things like that. And so I'm not just looking at, okay, what do I want to accomplish in my business by how many clients I want to serve and then how much money I want to make? I want to look at, well, what's going to come after I serve them? How am I going to feel? What will serving them and then generating revenue in my business, what will that allow me to do? And my vision is much bigger than me. So for example, you know, will I be able to have challenges and contests in my community to gift them something big? I got big visions, you know what I'm saying? That could look a little delusional to people. Um, if I want to do a particular level of travel with my family and go to a specific destination what are those destinations? I should be making a vision board if you're visual or digital vision board for your phone if you want to be reminded of what you're working toward. Now, one thing I would not recommend is not awarding yourself along the journey. So if something is my five-year goal, it doesn't mean I'm gonna go blow the money right now, but I'm not gonna wait until five years to reward myself for doing good in my business. And so figure out creative ways. Like for me, even though it's part of like my maintenance plan, right? Like part of me feeling good and even being able to show up on video or on coaching calls or on social media platforms is that I like to get my hair done. Sometimes I like to switch it up. Heck, sometimes I even change the color. I like to get my nails done. I like nice jewelry. So depending on what it is, whether it's free, like, you know, in our neighborhood, in our city, there's plenty of things to do in Southern California for free. There are also things that are very affordable and or very low cost, or it may not have as much time and energy and financial investment as the five-year goal, but it doesn't mean you can't reward yourself now. So bottom line is reward yourself. All right, let's get into this last topic that we're going to talk about regarding your abundant business plan made simple is who do you serve or service? Cause it depends on your product or service. So first thing you want to consider is you want to be able to describe your ideal customer or client. So what I usually tell my clients is I should be able to listen to you describe them. I close my eyes and without ever seeing a vision board of them, I should be able to visualize them. So um, who are they? What do they do for fun? You know, what do they do for work? How much money do they make? What is their marital status? Where do they live? If any of these things apply to how you need them to show up as your ideal client. Okay. Um, another thing you want to consider when you're thinking about the who you serve is where do your customers or clients hang out? Because that will dictate where you show up at in the marketplace. So I will never forget this. I, you know, part of my uh, audience is working with mental health providers for their mental health business. And so when I tried to get some of them on Instagram to create a, you know, a business profile, because I was doing a lot of social media trainings where at least for therapists, we have to show up in a particular way so that, you know, we don't lose our license. And so they were like, I don't know. I want to have a personal page. And then a lot of them were like, okay, I got to get on Instagram. I got to get on Instagram. So I have one particular client. She worked with parents. Well, she works with teenagers and parents. And so I'm like, you know, where do you spend most of your time? And she was like, you know, a little bit on Twitter and also on Instagram. I said, have you done research on where do they hang out? And don't you worry, because I'm going to come out with another um, video exploring how you go and research your niche audience to figure out, you know, how do they show up online so that you can market to them. So that's coming. All right. So bottom line is she ended up telling me that 
randomly she was on Facebook and she started noticing that she was getting traction from her ideal clients, specifically the parents of these kids that she wanted to serve on Facebook. However, she was following the trend of maybe how I show up when I'm showing up for my ideal clients on Instagram. And I'm like, just because I may teach on Instagram, I'm teaching on how do you find your ideal clients on different platforms. And I'm not an expert at all things on all platforms. You do have to do some research on your own. But bottom line is go and show up where your clients are at, not where your friends are at. Okay. Because your clients and customers are the ones who are investing in your services. Okay. And then last one under the who is how many clients or customers do you want to serve in the next 12 calendar months. So going back to the 12 year, 12 month vision and the five year big vision for your business and your abundant life, right? Is how many customers or clients or units, depending on what you're offering or selling, do you actually want to provide? So if you're doing digital products, how many people do you want going through your courses or purchasing your downloads? If you sell hair, how many customers do you want or how many units do you want to sell? Because you can get someone who buys in bulk. You know what I'm saying? Same thing for book sales. So you do want to explore all of these areas plus some more. Okay. So I want to ask you, what would it be like if you have the full abundant business made simple plan where it also included beyond what we talked about today, you know, exploring your product and or service ideas. What about pricing and marketing and so much more? So if you actually want to get your hands on this digital download, make sure that you click the link in the description. Now, the benefit is I have left you a coupon code in the description box. So go and check it out. And as soon as you put that discount code in, you will get that super generous percentage off specifically because you stayed into the end, you were rewarded, right? Because I want to reward you immediately. And so I really hope that you've enjoyed this video. Again, if you have not done so already, make sure that you give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel because more abundant things are coming for your business and your lifestyle. Um, if you would please leave your biggest takeaway in the chat box or the comment section so that we can chat it up like Abundant BFFs do, I would greatly appreciate it so that I can also know what information you would like to hear more about. All right. So I will see you in the next video. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.